2: And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often-overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, and it's just me today. My uh, co-host and twin brother, Quentin, is traveling for the holidays, so he was unable to join me today. And uh, we had sort of teased an episode uh, last week on Man Man. Um. This uh, very eclectic group of indie rockers that I guess can best be described as pirate music. You know the kind of music that you'd hear if you if you went below deck. You know, you, you, you climbed upon a pirate ship and then and then they tossed you they tossed you below deck. And, and this is the the shanty band. You know, making some making some noise, right? But anyway, um, yeah, this is actually the second time that we've tried to to, to record a Man episode. And it just seems that um, it's just not meant to be. We are not meant to talk about Man-Man because it's not happening today. Last time we, we actually recorded a full episode and and determined that um, it just wasn't up to snuff. So we, we scrapped it. And um, yeah, once again, we're going to kick the can down the road for Man-Man. So we'll see if we ever circle back to them. But um, anyway, what we're doing today is... Reaching into the the episode vault and pulling out our episode on Washed Out. But before I tee up the episode, I want to tee up something else for you guys real quick. And that is to talk about Tiesta Tea. And uh, we are proud to partner with them right now and offer you guys 15% off at checkout. If you go to tstatea.com and use promo code NOFILLER15, you can get 15% off your purchase. I can't say enough about this tea. Um, it, it's it's some of the best I have ever had. And I'm I'm a coffee guy. You know, a long time ago I I made the switch from like, you know, your your Keurig machine or your your bin of, of Folgers coffee, if you if you want to call that coffee, and switched over to specialty roasters and grinding my own beans and you know, getting the kettle out and the scale and like doing the whole thing, doing the V60s and the Chemexes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I very quickly learned like, Oh, this is what coffee is supposed to taste like. Right. And I feel like I'm kind of experiencing the same thing here uh, with, with tea um, because with the Tiesta tea, it's all, it's all loose leaf tea. And so I'm I'm starting to experience tea in, in a way that I've never really experienced before, but yeah. Um, Perfect time for, for a holiday gift uh, if you know somebody who, who loves drinking tea. They've got a bunch of great holiday blends right now that they just released. Uh, go to their website, test Uh Check out what they what they offer. And, of course, uh, if you use the promo code NOFILLER15, again, at checkout, you'll get 15% off. TSTT.com. A bold tea for a bold you. All right, so like I was saying earlier, this week is a replay of our episode on Washed Out. And if you've tuned in the last few weeks, uh, we've dropped his name quite a bit, especially on our 200th episode um, where we talked about sort of the birth of Chill Wave and Dream Pop and how all the indie music blogs of the 2010s kind of were right there when Chill Wave hit. Including our music blog uh, that we ran with our buddy Josh, it was called New Dust. And on the 200th episode, we we sort of reminisced and um, talked about what it was like running a music blog back then, and you know what it was like to to hear uh, Washed Out's EP Life of Leisure in 2009 when it hit, and all, all the dime a dozen chillwave bands that followed. But uh as we as we kind of talked about in this episode, we get into the birth of the Chill Wave sound and how Ernest Green, aka washed out, uh helped to shape that sound and how this record uh was sort of the the starting point, the the, the thing that kind of kicked it all off. So anyway, um I'm gonna cue this up. I'm gonna fade us into to, to kind of when we start talking about it, and um yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Next week, we will kick off our year-end episodes where we count down our favorite tracks from 2021. That'll be all December long. We'll each bring five tracks each. It'll feel very much like a a What You Heard episode, which is kind of our monthly mixtape of music. But um, but yeah, it's going to be nothing but tracks from the last year. Those are always fun, so tune in for that. And of course, again ts Promo code NOFILLER15 at checkout for 15% off. And of course, you can always find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's PantheonPodcast.com, where you will find us and plenty of other great music podcasts out there. Check them out. That's PantheonPodcast.com. Okay, here we go. I'm going to fade us in to our washed out episode. We will see you guys next week.
3: Today, we're covering Washed Out, and uh, he is one of the first uh, on the scene for the chill wave um, genre of music that we are very familiar with, um, because it turns out that chill wave, first off, it just came out of nowhere, um, the term, and it was... One of the first genres to kind of have its movement on the internet only. With
2: like MySpace um, and whatnot, Bandcamp.
3: Yeah, where where the popularity of, of these bands were fueled by music blogs. And yeah, like you said, like MySpace and Bandcamp, stuff like that. And you and I were right smack dab in the middle of it, dude.
2: Yeah, uh, music, we had our own I mean, music blog at the time. Music blogs were just a dime a dozen back then, man. And we were one of those dimes, you know. Yeah. Or we were one of, the, one of those one of those one of those dozen, I guess, not one of those dimes. But. Fucking burp FM. Yeah, I mean there were a ton of yeah. them out there, man. Gorilla vs Bear, are they still a thing? I don't know. That's nutty. But... If it is, yeah, they're still <laughs> around, dude. They are still around. Guerrilla verse Bear best albums of 2018. They haven't had a site update since we were last checking it out. How do they do? How do they do it? Hey man, I mean, there was no reason why New Dust couldn't have, have kept going. I just at the time didn't have the uh, didn't have the the knowledge to uh, keep those hackers out of our database. So yeah.
3: So uh, washed out, I feel like was the first chill wave artist that. I became familiar with. And this is one guy, his name's Ernest Weather. Is it Weatherly? Ernest Weatherly Green Jr. Um, and that little intro clip I played was him kind of just trying to bring the point across that, like, I'm nothing special. Like, I think it's funny that, you know, people are writing about my music and, and you know, trying to pick it apart. Like, like, you know, like it's all planned, but like I'm, there's no real... Uh, like formula, you know, I'm just kind of messing around on my laptop at home. And you know, this is kind of what came out. Did um, he,
2: did he, that, that clip, was that from early, early on in his career? Cause it must've been right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like t- 2010 or something like that.
3: So his, the album of his that kind of like made him uber famous in a very short time was an EP Called Life of Leisure that came out in 2009. Okay. I want to say that interview was yeah around that time or maybe 2010. But the reason I I picked that clip is because kind of like like we're saying like chill wave just kind of like it doesn't really mean anything, but it it's it's kind of in that hypnagogic pop vein which we've talked about a lot of times. I think the word chill is is appropriate. You know what I mean like. Yeah. The
2: word chill wave, wave, you know, the word wave is usually used to, like, to accompany like a new a new sound, you know, like new wave, back in the day, right? So I can kind of see why chill wave became a uh, like a term because it's like it's just really, you know, laid back like leisurely type of music, you know, chill music.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, you know,
2: usually very hypnotic, even though it doesn't really mean anything. I can see. I can see where the where the term came from.
3: So actually, we can point to exactly where the did somebody
2: coin term it? Like, is there a dude that coined it?
3: Yeah, and it was just another music blogger like us. Uh, a guy that goes by the name Carl's. Um, he's kind of an anonymous blogger. He had a website called uh, Hipster Runoff. I remember that. It was, a, it was a site that was active between 2008 and 2013. Pretty much the exact time. That's that the New same test- run. Dude. Yeah. So, um, he said he basically was just throwing a bunch of silly names on a blog post, uh, like when he, as he was typing it up and just kind of picked one that stuck. Um, some other names that he proposed for the genre chill brocore, mm. post anco rock as an animal collective, Puh. conceptual blogcore, and post electro. Um, I can see why uh, chill wave stuck. Yeah, so. The post that he wrote, um, the way he wraps it up, he says, I feel like Chillwave is supposed to sound like something that was playing in the background of an old VHS cassette that you found in your attic from the late 80s, early 90s. That falls in line with that hypnagogic pop uh, genre that we've talked about before with Tycho. And so like I had mentioned, Chillwave was one of the first genres to acquire an identity online. So, um, it's an example of linking musical trends by internet outlets rather than geographic location. Um, you know, so in the past, musical movements were once determined by a city or venue. You know, think about the, the punk rock scene um, with uh, its origins in, like, New York City and, you know, um, all the bands that, that burst out of uh, the UK in the 60s. Now it's just some blogger or journalist that can find three or four random bands around the country, tie them together with a few commonalities between them and call it a genre. And I think that's a good point because I I can't, I can't define ex- really exact, like exactly how chill wave sounds, you know?
2: I mean, yeah, there's definitely like defining characteristics of it. Like you, you know it when you, you know, it when you hear it, you know?
3: Yeah. For me, chill wave is washed out. And I think that might just be because of how important that his, uh, life of leisure EP was for us at that time. You know,
2: he was the first one that really caught attention. And like the first time we associated a sound with the word chill wave was listening to washed out, or at least for me, it was.
3: Yeah. So some precursors to the style, um, So there's a pretty good article on Pitchfork about, you know, this guy kind of dives into what he sees and hears as maybe like bands that, that these chill wave artists must've been influenced from. Um, band called Slow Dive that was around in the late eighties, early nineties, who I'd never heard of. And I think we're going to do our sidetrack on them, dude. They're kind of like this blissful, like kind of shoegazy, uh, like new wave band. Um, their singer, Really sounds like how Ernest sings um, in Washed Out. Uh, Casino versus Japan. Boards of Canada, Aerial Pink. We've covered Boards of Canada as well. We did them as a sidetrack early on. They are definitely in that hypnagogic pop uh, style, you know? Yeah. Where, like, it it does sound like like you can hear, like, warps from an old tape cassette, you know, or or VHS recording. That's kind of what it conjures up to me. Um, so another quote from, I believe this is from that Pitchfork article, uh, If there's anything that sets this current wave of chill apart from the long list of acts who've struck the same tones before, it's the way it's made that visual sense work to its advantage. These musicians can sound like as many blurry, danceable, blissed-out classics as they like, but when we listen to them, we don't think about other music. We leap straight to images, TV shows, beaches, sunglasses, sunglasses, animation styles. So, we're not covering one album today. I wanted to play a select few songs from three of his releases. I didn't know this, but right before Life of Leisure came out, he released another full-length album called High Times. Um, actually, the intro song that I faded us in with was track four off of that one. It's called, um, or I'm sorry, track two. It's called Good Luck. Um, so I kind of wanted to show just kind of how he evolved uh, even just in the two years between the three. So his first legitimate full length was released a couple years later after Life of Leisure came out. It's called Within and Without. So let's play some tunes. Um, the first one I'm going to play is... Track four on High Times, Uh, again this came out in 2009, so this song is called Olivia. That does sound like, like a soundtrack to a '80s uh, action film, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's this—it's the heavy like synth keyboard. Yeah, stuff. and
3: it sounds like he's using old keyboards, you know, and like old drum uh, drum machines and stuff. Yeah, that's that hypnocogic pop, man. And it's you know something that's interesting. It's this—he's very similar, like the traje- trajectory that um tyco has as like as a musician and growing as a musician is almost exactly the same as Ernest. You know, it was just a, a bedroom setup to begin with. And since then Washed out has evolved and it's a full band now. Same with Tycho and what he's doing. Um but yeah it was just a again like a the DIY bedroom recordings. Um he said he just had a few mics set up in his room he would use uh, the program Reason to record and arrange and sequence, and then he would have his guitar and a MIDI keyboard, and that was it. So that's what he did uh, all the way up to uh, Within and Without, which uh, came out in 2011. So yeah, and he says, the, um, you know, like kind of like in that intro clip, you're saying you know, like, there's no really, like there's no formula, there's this... You know, this is just the music that I'm making," he says. "An average washed-out song kind of goes like this: I'll pull a small little piece of like a sustained note from like an old '70s disco song, and then he'll transpose it onto his keyboard and play it like a synthesizer. You know, so he can play whatever note he wants mm-hmm. uh, from that uh, sample. So '70s disco, you know, it's it's those keyboard synth vibes.
2: So yeah, he's not even he's not even really. Like making the, the the sound like the origin of that sound like it's it really is lifted out of the seventies or eighties, you know.
3: Yeah, more producing than than actually recording his own stuff. Yeah, yeah at least early huh? on, they're
2: kind of like yeah, remixing or repurposing, you know.
3: Yeah, but he also like has a really unique voice. I mean, it's you know, it's not really a much of a singing voice, but it's the way that he like the slight reverb on it and all that stuff is really what makes it memorable i think
2: i mean honestly like his music is is the kind where like i would i would want to hear the instrumental version of of this album you know because his yeah his music is, is great with or without his voice you know
3: yeah there's just something about his music his music is definitely it kind of puts you in a headspace um, yeah at least for me it's good night nighttime you know night drive kind of music so, are we
2: not going to play uh, Feel It All Around?
3: No, but we're going to play a little bit of New Theory. Okay. Which is because Feel It All Around is a single. Sure. Um, I want to play New Theory. So, we're going to jump to Life of Leisure, which again came out a week after High Times. So, this was all stuff that he had already had, you know. Um, a lot of this, these two EPs come across as ideas for songs like a lot of them just kind of end abruptly um so i think that's probably you know that might be why he also was super surprised at how he just blew up you know i don't think he was expecting it at all so new theory is one of my favorite songs of his um and yeah let's let's give it a listen this is track two off of life of leisure
1: Your choice was right No chance to beat it out I swear
3: just something so like dreamy about that one and like kind of yeah, hypnotic think, go ahead
2: i was gonna say that like the most dreamiest of dreamy uh tame impala songs i think is uh is uh
3: did you say tame impala shit
2: i'm trying i'm looking at tame impala tickets right now that's why i said that mm. tame impala is coming to dallas and i'm having a hard time believing that i can't buy like the pit tickets right now dude mm i'm sorry because i don't want to i don't want to be sitting in the in the fucking nosebleeds uh anyway so it's the other really big song from that ep feel it all around that's like the quintessential like dreamy to me at least dreamy vibe
3: right yeah it is i think what makes it that way and you know so one of the other precursor bands you know that that comes to mind animal collective and i think what it is is the repetitiveness of of the songs you know it everything loops and kind of adds on top of each other it's kind of like down tempo in that sense but it's that mixed with like that hazy the hazy vibe with like the fuzziness of of the effects that he puts on these loops that he makes and then like the kind of washed out, (laughs) washed out, the kind of, the washed out vocals, um, that he has, uh, yeah, there's just something about it. So I'm going to read a quote, um, from someone who interviewed him in 2010 that I really like. It's kind of long, but I like, I like what he says here. And it kind of, I think it describes the feelings you get when listening to a washed out song. Uh, he says, I first listened to washed out, Seven months ago now, Ernest Green's Dream Pop made sense to me at 2 a.m. in my bitter house by the sea. Winter was befitting, so it came as a surprise when the sun started rising earlier and I was still listening. These hazy pop songs shifted in meaning, and as summer approached, I felt a cadence in the way that I listened to them. I was blown away because every song felt relevant at every moment throughout every season. Ironically, it was the clarity in these hazy compositions that struck me as so extraordinary. It just all made sense.
2: It all made sense. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, it's funny that the clip that you played of him saying that, like, yeah, I'm kind of confused. Why are people listening to my music and talking about it and stuff? I mean, there is still sort of a like an amateur quality to it. Yeah, But like he absolutely. tapped, he, he, you know, he sort of tapped into the sound that, that uh we like, you know, it was one of those like perfect timing type scenarios, right? Where it's like yeah. we were just in the mood for this hypnagogic sound, you know, this like, you know, I mean, right now, especially like nostalgia is, is a moneymaker right now, you know? Oh yeah, big time, absolutely. With with yeah, shows like Stranger Things and stuff. I mean, of course, this was like almost a decade earlier, but like this was when you know that that kind of thing started. You know,
3: yeah. Our our generation, like we're we're the adults now. You know, yeah. In the world, right? Uh, we're making all the shows. We're making all the music. We're all about it, man. Um, but like tapping you were into saying, our it childhoods, just, man. Well, yeah, just because it's so easy to do that. You know, right? Go on, go on YouTube. You can watch. Three hours of, of '90s commercials, if you want. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you know? exactly. It's nuts, dude. Yeah, nutty. But
3: um, yeah, like you were saying, it was kind of just the right, just perfect timing. Uh, Chaz Bundick, who is the who is Toro Moi, mm-hmm. uh he says he felt that Chill Wave did its thing, and once it became a thing, people stopped caring about it, even the artists making it. So especially when you listen to Old versus new Toro Imois, his uh, his sound evolved a lot. Oh yeah, he, I mean um, he's
2: he's pretty uh, he has a pretty wide range. I mean it's mostly, I mean he did he sort of borrowed from uh, unknown unknown mortal orchestra and did like a jazz like a jazz concept type album.
3: Oh dude, my my favorite uh, album of his, um, he teamed up with this uh, these twins, they're, they go, um, they're the, the Matson twins. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, that's
2: exactly what I'm talking about, but it, I fucking it, love that. Yeah. Album, it's kind man. of like more experimental
3: and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. More psychedelic. Yeah.
2: I, I think I, I, I don't know if we kept this in the the episode or not, but I was talking about how, when I think of chill wave, it's washed out and it's Toro Yimoua cause they both came out around the same time. But yeah. I, I think Toro Yimoua, um, is the more like, I guess, successful of the two? It seems like.
3: I think. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think um, that's and just I think because it's because he's, he's he's been able to evolve. Yeah, he's his sound. Yeah,
2: he's willing to go different places. Did, have you listened to any of his new stuff? Um, uh,
3: washed out. Any of his new new stuff? Because I have. Uh, I listened to a few songs from his latest album. Uh, which is called Mister Mellow came out two years ago.
0: Yeah, what? A, uh, there's, that's
2: kind of a—he's uh, almost making fun of it himself, you know, in a way like Mister Mellow.
3: It's there's some weird songs on there. Um, it's it's different, but this—he's definitely still there, you know. Like it, it's still his 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 sound. He hasn't really evolved too much. But no, so let's let's jump to the next song because. Uh, This one might be my my second favorite off of Life of Leisure. There's a really awesome uh, bass line on this song. Uh, So this is track five on the record. Life of Leisure, it is called Lately.
2: I've always really liked the, uh, the bass line in that song. Like he did a great job with that. Yeah. And I wonder yeah, if, makes... uh, if that's, uh, you know, he's, I mean, he said he was just messing around on his laptop. So I guess that's a, that's a synthesizer or whatever. That's making that bass sound. Yeah. That's a good bass, yeah. uh, you know, good, good sounding bass, you know, in that, in that respect.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, really all he had was again, like his recording software. Guitar and keyboard. Um, when you started out, um, let's jump to "Within and Without." This one came out on our birthday, brother, uh, in 2011, and this was his first again, his first full length. It came out on Sub Pop. Um, there's some great songs on this album as well, and this is, he started working with um, musicians in this one so uh there's violin in in some of the songs um really good stuff i think i feel like within and without is is earnest green and you know washed out fully realized um we're gonna do track five on this one it's called far away
2: That's interesting. The uh, string, the string sound that he sampled in there.
3: So that's not sampled. That's um, that is Heather McIntosh. Okay. There's there's quite a lot of musicians uh, on this album. He's got a bass player. He's got someone actually playing drums for one of the songs. Uh, he has another vocalist on one of them as well. So yeah, um, yeah. He just kind of. So I think part of it was. He wanted to be able to recreate his music live, you know, and, and do that more effectively. So, he, you know, he didn't want to just continue to have what felt like DJ sets where he was just standing in front of his laptop on stage, you know. So, he brought in other musicians to help help him do his, uh, his live shows, and that's kind of how he evolved. I feel like that's probably similar to how Tycho was, too, you know. Yeah, sure. So... Hmm. Want to play another song, dude? I don't have one lined up, but um, sure. We yeah, we're kind of moving moving right along here. Uh, there's another really great song on Within and Without that I really like. It's um way more mellow. Uh, let me just pull up my Spotify, and we'll get going on that. All right, so this is another song off of Within and Without. It's called soft. Song. I love the dancey, you know, repetitive drum beat, and I like that bass line.
2: Yeah, that, that sounded more like upbeat than most of his stuff, you know?
3: Yeah. Now, can I say something that,
2: that might be unpopular here? Go for it. I'm not really a fan of his voice.
3: That You're probably not alone in that, dude. And maybe that's but, why I
2: like Toro y Moi a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he. Um, I don't think he really has a a, a a good singing voice, and that's why he he layers on those effects, you know.
3: But what I like about it is that he's being he's being true to himself. You know he wants he wants to sing.
2: Okay. So yeah, sure, he sings. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's 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 fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's sure. But I'm just saying, like, like I tune into his music like to hear the melodies and stuff that he does yeah but um yeah anyway i just feel like it, it hits his voice and like the way he does his vocals is pretty like um uh one note i guess i don't know like it, it's you know what? very like that, the same that
3: might be what kind of kept him kept him back from from being able to evolve i mean that's because, what I'm saying. like you said yeah he, he you know he puts these These effects on his voice, and that's that's what washed out is, and he can't, you know, he's kind of limited to to what else he can do. Yeah, but you know what, dude,
2: you know what? Stop, don't sing. You know, that's the thing. It's like he 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 does great, he does great uh, music, great uh, melodies and whatnot. You don't have to sing. But hey, like you said, dude, you know what? He's doing what he wants to do. Yep. If he wants to sing, he's gonna sing. But
3: anyway. So that's Watched out. That's chill wave. I s- let's say we're wrapping up, brother.
2: So what's on the what's on the horizon? What's our next full length album?
3: Let me bust out the my notes. Totes? Okay, so do you want to do Underworld?
2: Yes, dude.
3: Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Cool. They were kind of a on a like a. They're probably French, I don't know. Dance like disco dance kinda club like house music.
2: Yeah, I'm very interested to see kinda what their origin story is and and maybe dig into that scene, whatever scene they were part of, you know. Yeah. So
3: So yeah, so we're kinda sticking the to the dance vibe. Uh so as always you can hop us hop hop us out. <laughs> it's as always, uh, hop on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. There we've got show notes and we've got, um, players for all of our episodes. You can, you can stream us on SoundCloud directly from our website, peruse the, uh, show notes and, uh, all that fun stuff. You can find us on any, i uh, any, uh, podcast streaming app. We should be up on there. And, um... So, for our outro, uh, I had read somewhere that that uh, Panda Bear's album from 2007, Person Pitch, uh, is credited uh, with launching the Chill Wave style. So, Panda Bear, Noah Lennox, he's one of the members of Animal Collective. Um, and it's that ambient, repetitive melodies, you know, that that is... Uh, dominant in in his album person pictures is i think it's an album we should definitely cover at some point um so we're gonna outro us out with the opening track on that album let's do it which is a song called comfy in nautica all right so until next time thank you as always for listening my name is quentin
2: my name is travis take care
1: Uh, crackers,
0: napkins, Clorox disinfecting bleach, check. Now, roses, uh, what if they wilt?
1: Attention, shoppers. Clorox disinfecting bleach is a great way to keep flowers fresh for longer. It'll even work for that uh, ink stain on your shirt. Ah,
0: not again. Clean anything with the versatile Clorox disinfecting bleach. Discover
2: more hacks at clorox.com learn.